So what's our jingle? Is it like library? <laughs> I'm not going to sing anything, but we should have some sort of little audio jingle at the beginning. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to point at you we're both going to say library at the same time, okay? <laughs> okay. So Library. library. <laughs> That's our jingle. Done. All right. Good to go. Done. That's put that off the checklist. What else is on our checklist? Uh, probably starting. Did you want to start? <laughs> so, Gordy, what did we read this today? Is, this is all going to be. This is all the intro. This is what it is. I'm not going to edit this at all. People will love that. Yeah, they'll love me, and that's what's important. So, what did you read today? Well, I read uh, the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin by Richard Saunders. He's the same author that did the Poor Richard's Almanac, and uh, apparently that was big enough for him to branch out into fiction. <laughs> uh huh. So what I got from this was that this is the uh, the 1700s version of uh, Forrest Gump, and just like Forrest Gump, I was not into this at all. Couldn't say. What was your what was your uh, interpretation? Um, at the beginning, I was getting swept up into his tale of uh, self-made success, but mm. towards the end, it uh, started getting a little less, um, how should we say, approachable, mm -hmm. and I lost, mm -hmm. and I lost uh, interest. Yes, very. The last... Uh... We we both downloaded the same copy off the Project Gutenberg, mm -hmm. and uh, in the last half is like how to make money mm -hmm. with Benjamin Franklin, mm -hmm. and uh, so I thought I had a lot further to go. So like the last fifteen percent, according to my Kindle, mm -hmm. was just like a slog. Mm -hmm. But you're right when he's just a doofy poor kid trying to make it in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot more interesting, and not really meeting too much success at the beginning. I was a. Uh amused by his tales of being cheated over and over again by various friends moron, yeah right? are we swearing on this it's fine <laughs> okay okay just a just a just a real dumb dumb <laughs> also all of his friends were terrible yeah he kept being like well it... they're 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 interesting people and i liked to talk with them but then he just stole thousands of dollars from me and then fucked off into the English countryside that's never to be seen again. And then the third time I hung out with a friend that drank too much and went to prostitutes and took too much money from me, I still gave him a couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> and then he was like, I'm never going to see you again. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, we like definitely had the tales of a failure when it, at the beginning of his life, which I appreciated. Yeah, 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 he's a lot more relatable then. Mm -hmm. But then they do the so that's so that's what I'm saying about uh, him being just 1700s Forrest, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, because Forrest Gump's like a dumb little idiot, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> uh <-huh>. and uh, <laughs> he's doing his best. Uh -huh. But people are like ripping him off left and right. But then there's like this like coin flip, 
And then suddenly he's just like making money, hands over fist, being super honest and super like, oh, I'm super trustworthy, you guys. I'm Benjamin Franklin. And then he meets everyone uh-huh. of that decade, of that time period. Uh-huh. And they're like, Benjamin Franklin, you're, you're the super best. cool, dude. Oh, my God. You're the best ever. And it's like, come on, Richard. <laughs> you can't have known everybody. There's like, oh. And someone told me when I was young something about not knowing what it's like to meet a king, but I'm at five. It's like, cool, Ben. And that was in, like, the cool first story, couple bro. pages, too. It's like, ugh, come on. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, I'm looking at my notes here. So, like, it starts off, and it's basically Genesis from the Bible. <laughs> right. He's wrote, he wrote, like, a note to his son, I think, mm-hmm. which he only mentions his son... Less than ten times. There was, yeah, no, I, I thought about that too. First of all, he had a couple of sons. He did say like one of them died, and he was bummed about that because, wait, no, I remember this. He said one of his sons died from smallpox. And he, he didn't get the vaccine because he didn't get the vaccine. And Benjamin Franklin's like, well, that was my own responsibility, and I hope every parent who's reading this vac- vaccinates their kids. And I'm like, wow, nothing has changed in time at all. But back then, people didn't know. They did know, and know and yeah, they knew so much back then. All right, but uh, his son, and it's like Genesis, and just like the Bible, I tried to skip it, and it's just, it's just so boring. <laughs> and the coolest thing about it is that they're all like hiding their religion back in England, like the Bible's under a stool, and like. Oh right! Happy read from the Bible mm-hmm. to their to the kids, and someone was that lookout and taking an eye out to make sure nobody came by and heard them reading the good book. And like that's cool. I'm down with that. <laughs> the second someone knocks on the door, you just flip the stool over and yeah. sit on it. <laughs> like, yeah, we love that. I wasn't learning what I shouldn't, sir. <laughs> well, let's see what it's else like do I have around part. that time. And yeah, no, I definitely noted that. And he was going to be a, uh, he had like, what, it was like an eight? He was like the, oh, I wrote it down somewhere. He was like the He's the eighth 15th kid out of, of seven. Oh. No, he was like the tenth. He was the youngest son. And I think the total was like 17 between his dad's two wives. Yeah, his mom must have been like real bow-legged, huh? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that, that, those were the days, you know, you need to make money. You make a bunch of kids. Like people like died from having too many kids back then <laughs> the best the best way to go i don't know if that's the case <laughs> i don't know if that's true <laughs> I don't... So. but at that point like his dad has had so many sons and they were like well we've got another one what are we going to do with this one yeah they're gonna send the uh, priest that didn't work out did not so he went to go work with his brother's printing press were you also right. like, damn, his brother's a shit heel? Yeah, because it was didn't he say like the okay, so Benjamin Franklin uh signs a like a contract to work for his brother, right? Yeah. And back in the day, like to be an apprentice, that was like a like a ten year commitment. Yeah. 
you like gave your labor for 10 years and in exchange you got room and board a job and then at the end theoretically a career theoretically like a skill which and so that's why it was such a big deal that after he finds out that his brother or not, not finds out but after a while when his brother has beaten him a bunch and he's like this is stupid he runs away like that's a big deal and he like his dad had to pay his brother to get him that apprenticeship Right in the first place. Okay, let's uh, let's get real. Uh, let's get uh, potentially immediately kicked off of podcasting. What's your opinion on indentured servitude? <laughs> it comes up a lot in this story. Sure does. Oh, that's another thing that like never comes up. Uh, the fact that Benjamin Franklin had slaves. It does not. Yo, like at <laughs> one point, like it took like. 70 per- I gotta go by Kindle numbers, it didn't show me pages, so it was like 70% <laughs> of the book, it was like the very first mention of like, like slaves, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I got like, it, <laughs> I got whiplash several times in this book, like he would say, uh, this was later on, he was like, oh, by the way, my son died of smallpox, and then I had, uh, mm-hmm. then I had to go get a new printing press or whatever, and I got whiplash, oh, here it is. He got whiplash over his kid dying and then transitioning to more about his secret society clubhouse. Right, his judo. His the whole like my son died anti vax was like a three sentence three sentence paragraph. And then he's like yeah. page after page of me and my chums down at our social club. <laughs> Buying books, selling people books. Yep. This is the amount of money we charge to be in our club. This is oh I found that out. Uh, it was forty shillings plus a ten shilling every uh, year, which is uh-huh. I did the the math four hundred and fifty pounds to get in and pay for the first year. Four hundred and fifty like British modern pounds. pounds. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Wait, that's ex- that's a lot. That's crazy. I didn't. I mean, I've just been like, oh, 10 shillings. Well, sounds that's, reasonable. That's this rent. whole time. That's rent. Yeah. That's pounds. That's more than my pay for rent. <laughs> yeah, wait, like, wait, wait. Pounds is like, hold on, 450 pounds. I think, I think it's in like. US dollars. I double it. I, I always double a pound. I don't know what it actually is. I just double yeah, it. Yeah, me, me too, but I don't think that's quite it. I think it's like 1.75 uh, or something like that. Okay, so to enter the club, mm-hmm. it was $561. That's your entrance fee. Oh, it's really, Plus oh, the, wow. like... It's only... Ah, uh, Brexit. Yeah, that probably dropped it. <laughs> yeah, well, in these days. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fair, that's fair. Because he wanted to Okay, be... so that kind of goes back to my main point. Yeah. So, What's your main while point? reading you this... Your main point? <laughs> I kind of have a main point. All right, let's hear it. Of okay, so Benjamin Franklin is my my image of him mm-hmm. before reading this was that of I think most American school children, and that he was involved in the Revolutionary War. He was a kind of Renaissance man, and everybody loved him. Well, yeah, he's a fictional and... character. You can just do that with him. Like like and Sherlock he Holmes, is. everyone just like. Blows their mind for Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Even though he would and also be just a terrible person to be around with on a day-to-day basis. 
Oh yeah, no kidding. And it was really funny, like, okay, I read the um, reviews mm-hmm. on Goodreads of the autobiography. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting seeing people kind of go back and forth between some people didn't like it because he was too humble and they felt like they didn't actually learn anything historical. Whereas the other half were, and this was pretty like split down the middle. The other half said that he was too like up his own ass about like how great his achievements were. I'm in the, I'm in the latter. I'm in the latter. That is two wildly diverse uh, opinions on this man. I was really surprised. And like that was, those were the two star rated uh, reviews. The four and five, like the the high rated ones, everyone's like, he's amazing. He's inspirational. One person said they put up a picture of him in their closet as inspiration, which I thought was a little weird. A little much. Um, Because here's the thing, and this is what a lot of the like resources online talked about this about, Mm -hmm. is that Benjamin Franklin is the ideal American. In that, like, in that, in that, he's, like, the American dream, where you start from nothing, uh-huh. you work very hard uh-huh. at your job, you're very industrious, you're frugal, you support your government, and then you achieve success in terms of money and social power and position. And Benjamin Franklin is, like, the ideal example of that. I, I mean, I guess, but, like... <laughs> which is which is so funny how we're talking about, like, at the beginning, I was really on board. I was like, okay, you're working around. really hard. You know, you're making mistakes, but you're learning from them, kind of. You're like, okay, I'm going to invest in this, and I'm going to be, like, I'm going to make sure I'm friends with these people. And then eventually, you know, my business will be successful and I'll finally be able to, like, have a silver plate um, or whatever. Which his wife bought him. Because he was way out of earthenware because of how humble he is. Oh, he's just so great. God, Richard, get this. (laughs) So, yeah, Richard did a great job of, like, in the beginning, making him seem just like a big dum-dum so that you're like, oh, he's going to, he'll be fine. He, uh, he mm-hmm. like goes to town and he has like five bucks and then buys three loaves of bread because he's hungry and hasn't eaten. And then he eats one of them and just gives the other two away. Like a real, like, I mean, like, you know, like any, like any 16 year old. Yeah. I'm a new in town. Have my bread. Like it's, it's. <laughs> ugh. right and so then okay by the time he starts like like we said in the second half by the time he's already achieved success or so it's so to speak like financially i've like lost all like connection to him i feel like oh well he's because he starts getting yeah he starts getting up his own ass i think and like being like well this is the correct way to live oh god i I was gonna i was his thirteen little Ooh, they were bad. I would love I would love to hear your uh thirteen your picking a part of the thirteen Where virtues. I, I was just so upset by these. Like he doesn't live a life. <laughs> He's like I just eat 
a little bit of milk for breakfast and I have a piece of toast and that's what I eat until <laughs> dinner time. I work for 12 hours a day mm-hmm. and then I sleep for four hours a night. Just He's not a person towards like the middle <laughs> to the end. You know what it's starting to remind me of though? Because first of all, he's got his... um. His, like, bullet journal, like, habit tracker, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it is, like, it does remind me, even now, these people online were like, this is the correct way to live. You should be doing this, this, and this, and recording this, this, and this. And I see that a lot. Uh-huh. And it really underlines my feeling that, yeah, nothing has changed and people are still the same. Yeah, that's probably pretty true. They just, <laughs> there's more iPhones around. Oh, speaking of, like, <laughs> like when he just got into Philadelphia and he got sick... With, like, his very first, like, non-brother mm-hmm. master. <laughs> he was like... Wait, there's oh. a really there was a really good quote there. Oh, you got it? Do you know the quote? I got it, like, written here. <laughs> I don't have the quote. I just remember that. What is that. it? Uh, in my notes, it says, Big Mood, disappointed he didn't die and has to go to work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like... I have to, like, scroll through and find it. It's, like, really... Oh, like, yeah, here it, here, it is, here it is, here it is. Oh, you got it? So he he come he comes back mm-hmm. he gets really sick with his uh like his boss yeah. his boss dies, but he says what uh it my illness very nearly carried me off I suffered a good deal mm-hmm. gave up the point in my own mind and was rather disappointed when I found myself recovering regretting in some degree that I must now sometime or other have all that disagreeable work to do over again. Yep. Yep. Big. I was like, damn. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, re- I really, I think I laughed out loud at that one. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down with you, little Forrest. Little Forrest Gump. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe after that, that's when it got boring, huh? No, no, because that's when, that's when we get this time skip. Oh, sort of. Like, right? Like, he's like 16, and then it's like four, like two years later, uh, I, I basically, he like, okay, so like he was working in for uh, a printer, and then they were mm-hmm. doing okay, and then he went mm-hmm. somewhere else to learn more about. Oh, he went to England. That's when he went to England, right? Right. Which like like the governor's like, yeah, dude, I'll get you taken care of. I'll totally set you up. Like I'll send you money. I'll send you like a line of credit. You should talk to these people and then get all the stuff and then come back to England or come back to America. Yep. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I, I don't have Literally, it with me now, but you'll have it in England. So don't worry about it, bro. <laughs> it's totally cool. <laughs> to be honest, the most, I think his trip to England was the most impactful for me. Sure. So he gets out, he gets on this boat. Why have you gone? He realizes to live literally like right as he's about to land in England, that everything was a lie. He's got no money. He's got no contacts. He has no references. He did go with the people who do friends though, who left his wife. That's true. Who left his wife behind with absolutely no intention no, of returning? No, zero intention. <laughs> scumbag friends. Scumbags Who find scumbags. Took, took took all of his money. Yep. And then they were like, you know what we should do? We should just enjoy our time in England. Uh, live paycheck to paycheck. Um, no, live and your just go paycheck to the place to the whole time. <laughs> your paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> Like, and I was like, wow, that's a mood. I feel like that's how I live right now. Foreign country, working paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> Enjoying my life. Spending all your money on of. booze and plays. Yeah, that's pretty accurate, actually. You know what? Yeah, it's not Animal Crossing. 
man. I do. I do. What What actually was really memorable for me was everyone in London being so impressed with Benjamin Franklin's uh, swimming skills. Yeah, that's weird, right? That. Well, I was like, well, I mean, he did grow up in like the frontier where uh-huh. they don't have like roads and he probably had to learn how to swim to live. And so he goes to London. Everyone's so impressed that he could do like the backstroke that like right as he's finally about to like come back to America, uh, some sort of Duke or someone requests that Benjamin Franklin teaches his children how to swim. And the the line was like, I don't, I don't have her, but he, if Benjamin Franklin said that if the Duke had propositioned him about this swimming instruction, like two months earlier, he would have just stayed in England and set up a swimming school. And that would have been it for Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) You know what? That might have been a more interesting book, like him, like getting into (laughs) hijinks with like the kids. The swimming kids. Yeah, like I, I don't need him to meet every single character in 1700s uh, <laughs> history. I'd rather just be like, it's Harry Potter, but we're learning how to swim instead of Wingardium Leviosa. Mm-hmm. The front strokes like the back stroke, just on the opposite side. <laughs> Done. Done. Oh man, what would the swimming houses have been? I can't even imagine. <laughs> I'd probably actually not want to worry every, about that. Every new chapter starts with, all right, buoys and girls. <laughs> buoys. <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. Done. Okay, I'm going to rewrite Brent Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the uh, AU where he sets up a swimming school in London and teaches rich kids how to swim and stuff. It's not an AU. It would be like... <laughs> Like the re, was it when they remake a movie? But like, re-envisioning? a remake, reimagining, a reimagining <laughs> of Ben Franklin's life as told by someone better writer than fucking Richard Saunders. Okay, in the very beginning, he never stopped mm-hmm. saying "ingenious." He's like ingenious. Oh, yeah, ingenious, every single ingenious. one of his friends was ingenious. Oh. I did note it. I did note that. My ingenious friend had this ingenious contraption that he brought with his one of his ingenious meetings. It's like God. Li- My ingenious Richard. friend that literally stole thousands of dollars from me. That one. Oh, yeah, he ingeniously embezzled me. He ingeniously life. embezzled. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Yep. Going, wait, going back to the virtues. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at those. Wait, I want to talk about how when he went back to America, he had to buy his new wife because I forgot dowries were a thing. Oh I, yeah, I completely and he was like, forgot. <laughs> I like how he was like. He mentions Mary. He mentions seeing her for the first time and being embarrassed because he had like two loaves of bread under his arm, mm-hmm. and then he mentions marrying her. And then he mentions that they, like, got along fine. And then literally never mentions her ever again. Yo, she's mentioned his family. That's why it's... Okay, so, like, the first half, he's a dumb-dumb, and you're learning people's names, and it's saying that my idiot, my scumbag friend did this and said this. And, like, when he when, when the old lady po- pointed out the, the trollops, 
who were gonna like he was gonna like try to try to bang and then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 okay okay we're dum dums learning <laughs> dum dums meeting people dum dums dum dums to be in a character and then it's like uh-huh. oh my character ben franklin he's the best printer in the world and he's gonna meet ben uh, he's gonna meet george washington and alexander hamilton the king of england is gonna be uh-huh. there and call him a jerk that's my uh <laughs> that's my uh george poor poor richard voice no that's my george uh lucas voice oh because <laughs> he also makes bad decisions do you think uh-huh right okay so he's a printer right he learns how to print he's mm-hmm. always doing printing stuff mm-hmm. would you say that mm-hmm. being running a printing press is the 1700s equivalent to early 2000s graphic designer in movies in movies? Yeah, like, you know how every, like, rom-com, like, he's a graphic designer, so he has, he doesn't have a to really go to nice work apartment. when it's not appropriate for the, <laughs> does that make sense? I, I get that feeling. I it, it does have a rather, um, like, compared to the other trades, say, candlestick maker, like his father, it's a lot more glamorous and a lot more cool. And were I to make a Benjamin Franklin-like um, character, uh, OC, sure. I do think that printing would be at the top of my list for uh, interesting, uh, intelligent character uh, what, what would careers. Your, what would your Ben Franklin universe OC be called? Oh. Wait, what was his... Uh, his when he was a kid, right, and he was working with his brother, mm-hmm. and he was like, uh, like writing the the stuff to publish in his brother's newspaper, but under like a pseudonym. Oh, his pseudonym. The pseudonym oh, was like it was pseudonym. like an old lady. Hold on, like it was like Silence Goodall or something. Oh, that's a good name. Hold on, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, I wait, I wait, wait, remember wait. a cool name like that. He he didn't mention it. I had to, I looked it up. Oh really? Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's see. They had cool names back then, like Protestants and uh, like Quakers. They'd be like, mm-hmm. uh, "Blessed by God, He who is in heaven and stronger than all the other guys around here." Jones. That's like the coolest way to name yourself. <laughs> right, and I love like those like virtues as names, like silence, chastity, si- Mrs. Silence, do good. That's. That's a little on the nose. I know, it's so funny. It's it's I mean, to be honest, he was 15 when he wrote that. Sure. So. And you know what? That's like, that's how you like. Oh, 16. Whatever. It's the same age back there. I mean, that's how you, you know, come up with uh, OCs when you're 16. You just put it right on the nose. Yeah, it is. It is in the nose. It is. It does not get away from (laughs) the nose. It's there. But that's that's how you write this kind of fictional character, though, where uh, you when if you're gonna just like plug him into all these historical events, like in the background, you just say mm-hmm. he wrote so many articles under different names because no one can really ascribe it to him, right? Perfect. I mean, that's how you sneak a that's how you sneak a a, a bullshit character like a Benjamin Franklin into real world history. <laughs> I mean, you just be vague enough to make it believable, but not traceable. Exactly. Uh, so you wanted, but to... I do think that if I were to rewrite this, uh, my my OC would be named at least first name would be Silence. 
Silence. But deadly. <laughs> oh, are we also assassins? Oh, are we gonna do like a like a Lincoln zombie killer? No, we know vampire killer thing. I tried to read that book. <laughs> wow, you're stronger than I am. I, I really did try to read it. I was no, I was reading Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. That's the one I tried. To read. Ah, they're the same book. <laughs> Essentially. I'm trying to pull up a. I'm typing in chastity right now. Chastity, which was blank on the list of virtues that he was supposed to have. Oh right. So I did notice that his list of virtues, which he had like very lengthy examples of. Yep. And then chastity was just thrown on there as if someone was like, "Don't you don't have chastity?" He was like, "Oh yeah, the yeah," and added it on. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> So he said, okay, I'm looking at the virtues here. So number one is temperance, then silence, your uh, your character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she, do you want to be temperance? Yeah, I'll be tempy. Uh, temperance, <laughs> silence, order, resolution, frugality, mm-hmm. industry, mm-hmm. sincerity, justice, moderation, cleanliness, tranquility, mm-hmm. chastity, and then finally humility. And under humility, mm-hmm. it says imitate Jesus and so Imitate Jesus and so great. <laughs> I call him Socrates. Uh, Socrates. Well, Socrates is like, he was literally like a shitster. He was so unhumble. <laughs> and I don't know yeah, if that's because Richard a... didn't understand that or if it's yeah. like a, a funny little joke. I do feel that they're more connected than they think. Yeah, like he just... In my in my head, my visual of like what Benjamin Franklin looks like and what Socrates looks like are the one and the same. Really? Because I imagine yeah. like like one of the higher class homeless guys who's got like a good spot near the grocery store. So he's picking from the oh uh, sure, and then he comes up to you and just says something like he just instantly reads you and says something profound and hurtful and then runs away. <laughs> and you're just like, damn. <laughs> That's Socrates. Yeah. It's also Diogenes. Uh, <laughs> so Diogenes would spit on you after he did it. <laughs> Sounds like Portland. Yo, that dude's got a quote that, like, I hate, it's something along the lines of, I hate being in a rich man's house. The only place you can spit is his face. <laughs> <laughs> that guy goes hard. <laughs> he's he's oh, the realest no. motherfucker out there. We'll have to put that onto the list of things to read. I think he's mostly secondhand accounts. He didn't own enough things to write anything down. Oh, back in the day, yeah. Right, but let's look at these. Uh, let's look at these virtues here. So temperance is number one. He did do that one. He did not eat or drink. He's despite how uh, fat you see him in all the pictures. He's just like well, eating oatmeal. The pictures and... that we see of him are from post-success. So well, we'll... Temperance means you're still not eating and drinking too much. So he must be sneaking some chocolates in with those uh, oatmeal breakfasts. Like... <laughs> a lot of Quakers I back mean... there get some instant oats going, put a pound of chocolate in there. I mean, that's pretty much... I mean, I want to, again, remind you that we do live in... We're, we're, we're living in... Like seventeen early seventeen hundreds in America, where there was nothing. I will. You might not have got there. Did you actually finish the book, or did you? 
you scramble. And I did not actually finish it. <laughs> okay, let's let everybody who's listening like shame you for a moment. <laughs> and done. I deserve it. And done. So at some point, uh, he's asked to essentially bribe some military men because they don't have enough special food to make worth, you know, being a colonel in the army. So uh, he sends like everyone, like I think it's like forty generals, twenty or forty generals. He sends them all like six pounds of coffee, six pounds of chocolate. Ham, oh, cheese. wait, yeah, I got that with like raisins and like Jamaican alcohol rum. and it's stuff rum. like that. It's rum. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, 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 yeah. But like, okay. So, like, he's got to be like hitting that chocolate every breakfast, right? It's oatmeal. It's not like it's oatmeal. Important... It's oatmeal cookies with chocolate in it. That's, that's what I'm up to. Keto diet. <laughs> Bit frankly on a keto diet. <laughs> no, wait. Speaking speaking of speaking of keto diet sure. before Benjamin Franklin, sure, sure. his like his uh, earnest attempt at a uh, being vegetarian. Oh yeah. But then him seeing people uh, grilling fish on like the side of a river, and he's like, "Don't being fish just eat fish. like I'm cool." And he's like, "Fish eat fish, so it's fine." <laughs> <laughs> and oh I was God. like, "Oh yeah, I can I can understand that. I guess they do. He's right. He's not wrong now." I just like <laughs> speaking of the food, though. Yeah, I was. He was like, "Okay, I'm gonna be vegetarian." Mm-hmm. And then he's like, finds this list of vegetarian recipes, gives it to this lady, and then he said, "For like, I don't know, two dollars a day, she would just bring them to his house." Like cooked meals, and I was like, "What? Why did that stop being a thing?" Okay, so uh, I read this, and I might be misremembering this, but I read this in a book called uh, "The King in Yellow," which is kind mm-hmm. of like a Cthulhu-esque, uh, HP Lovecraft-esque kind mm-hmm. of like mythosy thing. Okay. And from what I understand, actually, like renting rooms was pretty cheap back in mm-hmm. like these kind of days, or at least it wasn't Paris. And you actually spend mm-hmm. most of your day-to-day on food. So you would do mm-hmm. like a, a boarding house type thing, and they would give you the room, but like most of the money you were paying them was actually going towards the food. So if he's mm-hmm. like getting it real cheap, I think she would he would like rent with her, and she like cook the meals, and his meal would be crazy cheap compared to everyone else eating like I guess filet mignon or something. I don't know. <laughs> like I can't imagine they had a whole lot of meat in their diet back then. It's got to be all root vegetables and bread, right? Essentially. I mean, they didn't have broccoli back then. I don't think they got invented until, like... Broccoli? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean... No, they they invented broccoli. That's like a spinach cauliflower uh, half-breed. Really? Yeah. I see you picking up your phone to look that up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. It got invented by the broccoli family. That's that's 100% true. I know K.A. Applegate wrote about that in her, uh, God, what was that book called? And it was the Animorphs, like Megamorphs or something, where they all went back in oh time, uh. and broccoli was like an alien vegetable, and uh, that's why kids don't like broccoli, it's an alien food. Which if you told me that, I'd eat it harder, you know? Like, I want to eat alien food. Yeah, that, that as a kid, that probably would have inspired me. I want to go to space. All right, tell me when you're done looking up broccoli. <laughs> 
Do you know that China and India account for 73% of the world's broccoli production? That's, I did not know that. Terrible. Did you find anything? Cabbage worms. Nah. All right. I think, I think, uh, I believe you though. I think I might have my, uh, my, in, my unpaid intern looking it up over here. So <laughs> if I get word on it, I'll let you know. I report back on the oh, my history of broccoli. What is it, intern? Broccoli. Broccoli. Is plural. Plural. From Italian. From Italian. Broccolo. Broccolo. Meaning flowering crust of cabbage. Flowering crust of cabbage is what broccolo is. The broccoli family. The broccoli family. Wrote James Bond. Wrote James Bond. Wrote James Bond. Bond? (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) You pulled your phone back out. Look, I got my I got my intern on this. Eon Productions Limited and Dan Jack LLC are wholly owned and controlled by the Wilson Flash Broccoli family. Dan Jack is the U.S.-based company that co-owns with MGM Studios. No, no, no. We're looking for we're not looking for James Bond. We're looking for the Broccoli Genesis. When was Broccoli invented? Okay, we're gonna bring this whole podcast to a halt as we look up Broccoli. <laughs> oh my God! It comes from wild mustard. Yeah, ah, wild mustard is like kale and spinach and like eight different things. That's been like yeah, uh, yeah. subtly cabbage, Brussels sprouts, yeah. kohlrabi, kale, broccoli, cauliflower. Okay, we're not talking about this book anymore. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right, wait. wait, 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 wait. Okay, going back to his virtues. Okay, my intern's back. She's raising a finger. Broccoli resulted from breeding oh. of cultivated brassica crops in northern Mediterranean, starting in about the sixth century BC. You know what? Why don't we just let our listener like type in when was broccoli invented? Because this is too much. <laughs> I'm done here. <laughs> Th- thanks a lot. You're a fired intern. You can the point being, I think broccoli was Thank you, sir. broccoli was around. It got, it got bred in 1773. It, it was. Yeah. It sounds like. Okay, you know how he like was okay. a huge slut for books. And like he he yes. made like his secret organization to pass books around, which had the basically so that five hundred dollar entry fee. Basically, so that he could have easy access to all of the books in town. So, do you think he was like he had to have been just reprinting those books with his printing press, right? <laughs> it's like he's got a three D printer. He doesn't need to buy a dildo. I would say that you make a good point. I don't... But the 3D printer makes it sound like it was really easy to print a book back in the day, when it in fact took a very, very, very long time. You do it page. You had to take. But he was doing like newspapers. Yeah, but the newspapers didn't come out every day. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But like, I mean, how long can you borrow a book from your friend who's in a secret society with you? Uh, I, I it, if you're doing like a page at a time, it's kind of you could do it in like a week or two, right? And then you can make the way they they work. You do it like a page at a time, so you got to set the type mm-hmm. for the page. But then you can make mm-hmm. fifty copies of that page, and then you switch That's it, and then you make fifty copies of the next page, and then you switch it. And books were not long back then. This was only 140 pages, and it was a long. Long, 140 pages. I mean, back in the day when you didn't have anything to do except work and drink and go to plays. Oh, man. And one book cost so much money that you had to really, like, 
reap the pleasure out of it. Yeah, back people back then were like paid by the word, I think, to copy books down. And writers were paid by the word to write too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like copiers, like people like mm-hmm. the, you know, the data entry of the the 1700s. Sounds rough. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Franklin loved books. It's a slut for books. Which is, you know, I, I, I don't blame him. It's not like he ate good food. It's not like he drank. All he did was whore around and read books. <laughs> Which, you know, that sounds like a fun life. I was like, to be honest. I mean, like, <laughs> you're getting your exercise. You're getting your mental exercise. You're covered. He lived a full life. <laughs> Very full. Oh my gosh. Uh, there are the. Okay, so what I wrote about uh, silence is that it's dumb what he wrote down. He wrote down temperance. Do not eat to dullness. Do not drink to elevation. So he doesn't want. Oh, you to be I drunk. wanted to bring up. Oh yeah. Regarding temperance. Yeah. I wanted to bring up his uh, like run-in with the with his coworkers in England, and how he com- like he was so upset with them drinking beer so much. Yeah, he hung out with a lot of people who drank too much, which is like, how do you hang out with? Okay, if you don't drink, how do you just hang out with people who get fucking trashed all day? What's in it for you? I'll tell you what is in it for him: moral superiority. Oh, oh, you nailed it! You nailed it. That is a hundred percent what that is. And this whole bit where he's talking about his coworkers and the printing house, and how he was like trying to argue that beer didn't make you stronger or more energetic. You should eat, just eat bread instead. But they did anyway, and like wasted their money. Okay, what's he say here? Uh, they spent like four or five shilling to pay out of his wages every Saturday night for that muggling liquor, an expense I was free from, and thus these poor devils keep themselves always under. And he was also saying like, oh man, all the British people are like, this American's so strong, creaming my jeans, <laughs> yeah. how much he can pick up. Like he can carry two things I can, in one, in two hands. I can only carry one because I'm holding beer. <laughs> God, Richard. So he definitely felt good about that. Oh yeah, you, you're you. I didn't, it didn't even occur to me. You're right. It's a all just sense of self superiority. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. You nailed it. So that's, the, that's my feeling about temperance. We talked about him being vegetarian. We talked about him not drinking. So what's number two? Number two is silence. Speak not what may benefit others or yourself. Avoid trifling conversation. This man did not shut up. He wrote a... Richard wrote a book about this character. And, like, this character did not even exist in the world. Like, it's all just... Hum- it's humble brag the book. It really is, and he, I mean, he 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 himself says that like it, it's not so easy for him. 
it's one of the more difficult uh, virtues that he had to fight for himself. And I think the one he said that actually broke him was order. <laughs> yeah. But that's number three on his list. So I, I took this as supposed to be like Richard's like, hey, this guy I made up, Benjamin Franklin, he's like the best American. And if he can't lead a perfect life, bro, don't worry about it if you slip up every now and then too. But like, like, like I guess that's a fine parable or whatever, but like, why would you make these dumb rules and then just break them? Well, if you're making an OC, you want it to have some flaws, right? To make it okay. more appealing. Okay. I was actually thinking this, and I was thinking this exact thing. You know how, like, in uh, your classic anime or manga, you get the, the heroine, and she's sweet, and she's nice, and she's cute, and blah, blah, blah. She just can't cook, darn it. <laughs> That's, but she's she clumsy. <laughs> she trips every now and then. Don't you realize, think you could be her? <laughs> this grade A student who's uh, who's in the basketball team who trips only into boys. <laughs> and only when it's helpful for the plot. Only when a boy's there to catch her. Or to be like, I should have caught her. <laughs> I got a memory of this girl. <laughs> Could have ever or so hard. <laughs> and I think uh, Benjamin Franklin falls into that category oh, of having having just enough flaws to be human. No, but the flaws don't really affect his life. I'm, I'm going to put flaws in quote fingers, and I would say the last half of the book, he's not. He stopped writing a person. Like he was a person in the beginning. And then, and then Richard just wrote like a bunch of like different events that happened, and then put someone there to say, "And I helped," and that's, and that's all, all he becomes after like he gets married, and then you don't hear about his wife until she buys him like a little cup and a plate to drink his milk out of, because he doesn't drink. Which tea. he got a little mad about. Oh my god. And then he because it doesn't follow his uh, tenants. And then he humble brags about how like, oh, she bought it for me because she thought I deserved it. And then a few years later, we had like a thousand pounds worth of nice cutlery and china in her in her cabinet. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Okay, so number two is silence. Number three, his biggest uh, hurdle, order, which I think cleaning like oh no i've got some like papers on my desk is a very uh humanizing trait and a good choice for making your oc more human okay but he also said my memory is so good and strong that i didn't have to be organized i just knew where everything was and i throw it behind me and i knew exactly where it landed because i have a sherlock holmesian the the guy Ritchie version where he just knows and hears things and I just know exactly <laughs> where it landed, and I can go back there three weeks later, and I know where it is. And it's only a problem now that he's super old and busted and full of syphilis. So, like, when his memory finally starts failing, he finally has to learn how to clean up after himself. Yeah. So yeah, that's the one that killed him. Resolution was the one after that. 
And uh, resolve to perform what you ought. Perform without fail what you resolve. And that's just, that's an all or nothing one. Like, heaven forbid you find out you can't do something. Or it's beyond your means. Or someone uh, works against you. Like, that's how you, like, break a person. (laughs) Having that kind of thing. I don't blame him for... Putting this high on his list, though, seeing as how he's had so many people not keep their promises with him. That's true. That's a very good point. That's a super good point. Um, you could have just also put don't how... steal from people. There's no theft isn't written, written avoid larceny. That's <laughs> not one of the. <laughs> there's nothing here about be judicious with what you give people. <laughs> a good point. But that does kind of go into frugality, right? Are you saying five is frugality make money moves? <laughs> this says make, make no... Oh, go ahead. Make no expense but to do good to others or yourself, i.e. waste nothing. So it doesn't say not to give people money, though. You know? Like, if you if you feel like this friendship's going to behoove you, and then your friend's like, by the way, that wife I left back in America, fuck her. I left her back in America. Fuck her. Like, if her eight kids, I am out. That thing is busted. <laughs> no. And you're just like, yeah, you want to go see a play? I'll watch a drink. Uh. Number six, industry, which is lose no time. Be always employed in something useful. Cut off all unnecessary actions. That with silence, where you also enjoy, I mean, completely cut out frivolous conversations. Like, what do you, (laughs) what's there to get, like, joy out of? And I think that's where we enter into the American dream issue with capitalism. Of just work 19-hour days. Mm -hmm. Sleep for three hours. Mm -hmm. Wash and eat. Don't talk to anybody. Don't spend money on anything that you consider fun. No uh, Because it's a waste. And uh, then you're successful. You will be successful, and then you don't have to do any of this anymore. And better. Because you're successful. Because you're successful. You made your boss successful. That's what's really important. (laughs) Make sure you thank your boss for uh, making money off of you, by the way. Because, yeah, you make a good point where he's like, oh, well, with frugality and working very hard, you know, here's my examples, you know, oh, like I, you know, made a name for myself by, you know, working really hard in my printing press and, you know, people would be coming home from the club or whatever and see me working late at night and like everyone thought really highly of me. And you're like, okay, cool. That's fair. Like you should work hard. That's that's a fair thing to say. But then later, in the like second half, he he retires. Yes. He and then he just experiments with electricity, which is great. And he like invented a bunch of stuff. A bunch but, like, of stuff. Yeah. Uh, bifocals. The Franklin stove, which I think is just a normal stove, but they put a little. A little extra thing. It's got, a, it. it's got a baffle. Yeah, it's got a baffle in it so that the smoke doesn't go into your house. Great. Thanks, Ben. 
<laughs> and then so I, speaking of that I looked up the I looked it up to get like a picture of what it looked like and yeah it's basically just a fireplace but it has a how can I like say like a bend right yeah it's like yeah like a u-bend so that the smoke goes one way but then the air can circle like underneath and so it does like heat your house a little more efficiently and it was so funny in his um in his autobiography benjamin franklin says oh you know i made this thing and it worked really well and like i you know this guy was like you should patent it but i was like no it's for the good of the people and so we didn't but then um a couple years later someone else uh, found yeah. it and uh, made some changes and then started and patented it and started selling it and was quite successful with that. And Benjamin Franklin says like, Oh, he made some changes, which I think like weren't that great, but you know, whatever. Yeah, and, like yeah. he made money off of that, which is like, you know, great for him, but you know, whatever I, I made the main thing. And then the I looked it up here. and I looked it up and then said like, Oh yeah. Like the, the, the Franklin stove, it was okay, but it was greatly improved by this one guy who then actually like got it into homes of people. So we have a bit of a uh, unreliable narrator situation there. But yeah, after the first half, I just kind of stopped caring about whether he was telling the truth or not. Honestly, uh, you know, speaking of frugality, I, I noticed like the <clears throat> the number the nicest thing he ever said about a woman in this book was that. Uh, she was married to a guy who died and she was from Holland and Holland taught math to women. And he's like, damn, this woman's so smart. She'll figure out how to have a, how to have a job and a kid. That's amazing. And that's the nicest thing he ever said to a woman in this entire book. And, in the entire thing. And she was like, he met that the women that he mentioned. Yeah, he met the one woman who was like a nun who had like a crust of bread a day and he was like, "Wow, you can live off of a crust of a crust of bread a day and still be alive. That's incredible." And then the minimum for the life second is woman, so small. <laughs> he was really impressed with that one. Um and this woman who after her husband died and her husband did such a terrible job, uh keeping the records of the business that when he died, she finally took over and it was efficient for once. And he's like, dang, we need to get women learning math so that when their sons grow up, they can take over for them. And that was, and then he mentioned his wife. And I think that's it. I can't think of, I can't think of any other times that he's mentioned a woman besides his mom. There's like less than 10 mentions of women. There's, like, the woman that he, like, saw, and then they're, like, uh, offered a dowry, and then he's, like, it's not enough money for her, you need to give me more, and then she's, like, no, and then he's, like, fine, I'm not gonna marry your strumpet, and then uh, the woman he did marry, the two trollops in the beginning, the woman who told him not to trust the trollops, like, it's all, like, five or six women total in this entire book. I forgot about the old lady who just like lived in England and ate a crust of bread every day. Completely forgot about her. Mm-hmm. She was impressive. Okay. So, okay, so frugality. Uh, he does a good job of it as a kid when he didn't have any money. Um, yeah, but as an adult, when you're poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? Are we on seven? Uh, six was industry, which we talked about. Sincerity oh. was seven. And it says, use no hurtful right, deceit. Think innocently and justly. 
And if you speak, speak accordingly. Which is, yeah, don't lie. They'll be a shysty dude. Yeah. And again, he's been bitten before. Yeah, so that's yeah. fair, I guess. Yeah, he has. It, but like, with his sincerity, there's a point later when the dude's like, man, there are so many orphans in Georgia because living in Georgia sucks. And we sent a hundred thousand dudes into Georgia, and they all died, and now we got ten thousand orphans. We should build an orphanage, and he's like, "You should build an orphanage here and bring the orphans here instead of bringing building the orphanage over there." And the guy's like, "Nah." And then Ben's like, "Then fine, I'm not going to give you any money. You didn't listen to my idea." Another, t- and then I do remember that. And then. Like, a later point, he's like, yeah, you should probably watch out for all these, uh, you know, savages living out there. Don't want your army men to get killed. No, I'll be fine. You know what? Fine. Get all your dudes killed. And then they all got killed. Like, Ben Franklin is a character who's perfectly fine with letting people die if you snub him. (laughs) So... Sorry about that. We're having a little technical difficulties on our first one. But we'll uh, try to be better in the future. I'll try to actually pay money for recording an application next time, maybe. No, uh, there's Audible. I don't. You're on your pad though, so I don't know if I assume Audible works. On I'm the sure. GarageBand. Figure GarageBand. Yeah, GarageBand. I'll try GarageBand. Make like some, a nice little beat behind some, it. Like lo-fi beats. Yeah, I'll try that next time. <laughs> lo-fi beats you can bash Ben Franklin to. <laughs> So I think I think the point is we brought you all here to just talk about how shitty Benjamin Franklin is as a character and how that reflects shitty upon uh, the whole of America and capitalism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So he definitely stepped on necks to get to his wealth. Mm-hmm. Like the very first person who was not his brother. Okay, his brother died, and he like took his kid and like trained his kid to be a printer, mm-hmm. and like that kid got as much screen time as any of his children did. Yep. They're all the same, right? I, 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 I guess. I mean, I from, don't know. From being the what, what's it like the thirteenth child out of seventeen children or something to only having like two kids. Oh, he only had two kids. I think he only had two kids, and like one of them died. It was like single digit, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. He was digit. definitely in the single digits with children. <laughs> so he wasn't doing it to where they make, they make kids. No, he was too busy making money. Three. He had three three kids. William, Francis, and Sarah. But anyway, Benjamin Franklin, not a great dude. Stepped on people's necks to get his money. Uh Broke all of his little little, uh, tenets Uh about being industrious all the time and not saying uh, dumb bullshit to people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't do the chastity thing. Like, all in all, just a bad example of being a person, but if you're looking for the American dream, which is starting at zero, and now you're at the top. uh, He's a perfect example of that. Just like Forrest Gump. Yep. Bring it full circle. Just full circle. So, like, I feel like a lot of people's lives would have been better if he had just, like, taken that swimming job. (laughs) And, like... So, okay. Like... Rewriting Benjamin Franklin's life to sure. save the lives of of more children. Yeah, 
specifically teaching them how to swim. What do you do? What do you do? You, you don't go back to America to start a printing press. You stay in England and open up a swimming school. Right, right, right. So who's your, uh, what are you basing the swimming school off of? <laughs> so this is the first of its kind in England. Uh-huh. People, people don't know how to swim because all they have is the Tim's. And the Tim's is basically chocolate pudding at this point. <laughs> no water. No, no. It's just all, it's, it's solid mass. <laughs> the road. Like, like you try to throw a body into it, it just kind of bounces. You know? And it goes surface. on the other side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Every night's the slapping of bodies as people throw out, as mafia hits <laughs> take place. You can hear it echoing down the river. Um, oh, cool, blimey! Sounds like Jimmy died. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're Benjamin Franklin. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, what do you what do you do for your school? What do I do? What do you, yeah, what do you do? Well, you got to open it up for the uh, the the children of the nobility in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. So you're doing the AU. So what uh what can we like mash up with this? Oh, you're asking what uh, swimming AU we can mash this with? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, swimming swimming media. Hmm. What's our what's our crack fic here? <laughs> the Benjamin Franklin uh, crossover with free AU. Yes, free. <laughs> okay, but as uh, as I mentioned earlier, having yeah. just the Japanese names, it's not going to work in 1700s London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. They we, didn't have those back then. They weren't around. <laughs> Japanese people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't invented yet. <laughs> not on this side. It wasn't until uh, Sailor Moon that they officially got released into the public. <laughs> in that case... What what should Benjamin Franklin's um, posse of young, rich English gentlemen? How can we rename them? Well, I'm, I'm pulling up. Uh, I typed in free characters. Okay, okay. <laughs> what you got I'm there? At, I'm looking at first one Haruka. I think that's the one that eats mackerel all the time. Yeah, he's the one who is obsessed with being in water. I've watched like two episodes, uh, so I'm the I expert we... here. Yeah, I think me and my intern watched uh, a few episodes. We didn't watch a whole lot. Okay, but uh, so... we got Haruka here. So Har- what's the what's the what's the uh, the alternate universe British gentleman of Haruka? Uh, Harold. Haruka Nanase. Harold. 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 <laughs> Harold's got to be All Harold. Right, who's next? Gotta be so, so Harold. You learned the press stroke, so Harold. Main character Harold. He has trauma with water, I'm sure. Or is no, that Makoto? Who loves being in water? Who's all the trauma? I don't know. Well, they've all got trauma. Makoto's the big one. Ma- he's yeah. Mark, right? Mark. Markle? Michael? Markle? <laughs> Markle? Michael? Mark. Just put an R in there and it got Markoto. Makoto. Markoto. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I think that works. <laughs> all right. All right. So we got Harold, Markoto. <laughs> Who's next? Let me go with Ray. What do you do with Ray? Oh, Ray? That's just Ray. R-A-Y, right? Raymond? <laughs> Raymond. Like, that's the easy way, right? <laughs> yeah, Raymond. Here, I'll write this down from Stupid. reference. <laughs> Nagisa. Nagi- oh, Nigel. Nagisa. <laughs> Nigel. Nigel. We're in England. Yeah. Nigel. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, 
Rin Matsuoka. Renfield. Renfield. Going Dracula with it. Eats a spider. <laughs> swims a few laps. <laughs> drowns in the Thames. Well, he's the one that's got the shark teeth. Oh, is that the one with the shark teeth? That's the one with the shark teeth. He's the one who went to America but can't speak English. Oh, yeah. No, Australia. Wait, he did go to Australia? And he yeah, can't he speak lived English? in Australia. But the voice actor did can't he... speak English, so. Oh, okay. So he wasn't just like, I can't order from Maccas. <laughs> just look at look at my breaststroke. It took, well, I want, I want a double Big Mac. What? Is that what they sound like in 1773? I don't know, man. 1730s, was, rather. Uh, so, yeah, something like that. Something crazy. Uh, <laughs> there's supposed to be like that. That switch over from like American English being like British English, oh. British English like coming up with their own Englishes. That's you a good point. I mean? When did that happen? I, so I are they know. all speaking like Americans then? I don't know. Maybe. Hold on. Let me mask my intern. That sounds like something she would know. I heard uh, bits and pieces from. It sounds like your intern. So, uh, do you want to relay that to the listening public? The information from my intern is as follows: is that the original. Um, people who came over from Plymouth, Mm -hmm. the like Quakers, right? Uh, They had a particular accent, which is the root of what is now the American accent. So they were a type of British accent at the time. And and they've since moved away from it. So uh, you're going to have a field divergent, a branching of accents. How? Wait, 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 wait. With this AU, with this AU, we're we're yeah. leaving the main character behind. You know what? You know what? Okay, that, we can't do that because Benjamin Franklin is would at this never point a better person. <laughs> he saves people and eats fish and swims with them. <laughs> he swims with the. He picks them out with his bear claws. He's become one with the fish. <laughs> Oh man, do you think swimming pools back then had fish? Just like a, we just did buckets, my lord. We poured buckets into the swimming pool, and there was fish in them. No, they had they had pools without fish back in the day. The well, Romans invented that. All right, um, let's see. Okay, so here's the here's the plot of our AU. Oh, give it to Benjamin me. Franklin. Upon arrival in England, realizes that his capitalist dreams of the past would be better serviced, not in uh, growing of his own fortune, but enriching the lives and the muscles and abilities of five young British men. Very specifically their muscles, I assume. (laughs) We're going off of what I remember of free. Uh, Going off what we know about free, the muscles are very important and play a really important role in this AU. I think they played a really important role for white uh, the lady in it, right? What Wasn't lady? She like, oh, go, uh, go, Matsuka. Oh, right, Ren- she, like, Ren- like Renfield, Renfield's like... young sister. Uh, go, Georgina. Georgina, thank you. Yeah, yep. You know what? No, uh, she was mad because she's got a boy's name, so George. Ah, uh, so she would be George. She'd go by Georgia, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay, wait. Okay. So. So in this, are you thinking of uh, Benjamin Franklin as like a Dumbledore character? Or is he more like a uh, Professor Lockhart? 
Oh no, 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 no. He's more of a, uh, 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 oh, captain, my captain, dead poet society situation. Okay, so you're going to have to do something that's in my wheelhouse, because I've seen a little free, and I know a lot of Harry Potter, but I, I don't watch good movies like, uh, <laughs> what was that? Good, dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society. Watched it in junior high school once. Bragging. Um, there's a teacher, no, there's a bunch of sad, rich kids. Sure. Oh, They're, this is really lining up. Yep, yep. <laughs> They're really sad. Um, dead swimmer because society. their dad <laughs> to a dead swimmer society. It's <laughs> the new name of this. Throw out autobiography of Ben Franklin. We're putting in this dead swimmer society by Richard Bonham or whatever his dumb name is. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Here's what Richard happened. Richard Saunders. So you Play got on. here's the scene. We're in a school, mm. bunch of sad mm. rich kids. Their dads want right. them to. I don't know. Be a part of the capitalist system. The um, they need to come together. Their school hires a swimming teacher. Got to build their uh, teamwork. Build their mm-hmm. muscles. Their All instructors. The uh, their instructor is an American, Benji Franklin, mm-hmm. um, who, through the art of swimming. Sure. <laughs> gives them a sense of identity and a sense of artistic expression and the finale is that one of the kids kills themselves the which end one? which one though I don't know roll the dice oh, man, I just... oh wait yeah it was played by Wilson from House Oh, Wilson which one? dies. Okay, is... Oh, spoiler alert for a 30-year-old movie. <laughs> you snooze, you lose. Dead. I guess you're right. Dead poets. Uh, let's, uh, let's kill off uh, Nagisa, because I don't like the little the little guys. All right. Which was that, Nigel? Nigel, Nigel goes. Nigel's gone. Nigel's gone. All right, so um, read this, not that. Read Dead Swimmer Society, not the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Coming to your local bookstore. AO3.net. There you go. So I think we've improved our story here. Do you have any final do you have any final uh, words of wisdom? Uh, my final word of wisdom is reject capitalism, but embrace uh, <laughs> the art of swimming and muscles. Speaking of rejecting capitalism, we're brought to you by Squarespace. If you have a website... Talk to Squarepants, they'll, they'll set you up. We're also brought to you by uh, Casper Mattresses. They're really big mattresses that fit in small boxes. Um, what else are there? Uh, that one where you send packages? The post office. Package Express? Yeah, the post Actually, you know what? Support your local post office. Yeah, send me a Buy letter. Some stamps, guys. And that letter is sent to 123 Fake Street. <laughs> Apartment 3. I'll be waiting. <laughs>